And how is everybody today? So I normally don't go live on Saturdays, but I felt uh, I read this article. I actually sent it to Mark. Mark's going to do a fabulous video on this article, but I thought we would go live and have a discussion about this on the nuances of how the Huffington Post is complete bullshit, woke propaganda engine rag, um, and that uh, they're saying crazy, stupid shit. So um, the, it's like clown world. And the, the thing I'm going to point out when we get there, the thing I'll show everybody, is that frankly, the world knows it. This is all, this is all, it's all like kind of an illusion. Like everybody understands that fat is bad. Like when you see people actually interact about this stuff outside of like TikTok, where they've literally catered it and even YouTube to a certain degree, what's up YouTube, by the way, for those of you that don't know, this video will be taken off of YouTube live and in fact, put up uh, on Spotify. Please go follow me there. Alan Roberts uncensored. They allow me to say things uh, without punishing me like true things without punishing me. Um, unlike YouTube, but we're going to go over this article. I'd find it just kind of crazy uh, that it's it's so crazy. It's just I don't understand how we've gotten to this stage in society. We have full on mainstream media news articles talking about how there's fat shaming and anti-fat bias and stupid shit, like like total ridiculousness. It's completely devoid of logic, critical thinking, reality, stats, facts, you know, the admission of gravity. Like people, people are, we're literally at the stage where people are denying like the law of con conservation of energy. Like they're trying to say that no matter how little they eat, they can't lose weight. It's just ridiculous. It's so, so silliness. Uh, I, I, I whoop. it's going to get worse before it gets, before it gets worse. It's going to get worse. The, the thing is, it's already going to get worse. Like, say we would just, like, acknowledge it today, right? Um, and that's snootful. That's a very good point. Just, like, if we would just acknowledge it today that being fat is bad for you. Because for some reason in society, we've painted it as if it's not. Uh, which is a whole other laundry litany list of issues. Um but even if it, even if everybody all of a sudden today like said like oh we I need to get healthier, losing weight is hard for people or everybody would do it. I literally make if if losing weight was easy for people I wouldn't have a job. There wouldn't be no morbidity. The non-stimulant, non-thermogenic based appetite suppressant being used by tens of thousands of people right now to help themselves get better lifestyle habits safely and effectively. But instead of a one-week injection, like some of these crazy things, you just take three capsules once a day, and it kind of just minimizes your hunger, if not turns it all the way off. Helps with the uncoupling of protein 1NAs from uh, adipose tissue, meaning it actually helps your body go to fat instead of muscle and helps you burn more sleep even while you sleep, as long as you're in a caloric deficit, because it goes to the fat first, because it does make it more advantageous for your body to uncouple the, pro the, the protein 1 NAs in fat molecules to then get the energy from the fat instead of going towards your muscles while you're in a caloric deficit. It also helps with waist circumference for that very reason because it goes for the brown tissue of uh, visceral fat. Like we, I would not have any of that. I would not be coaching thousands of people from morbidly obese weights to healthy states at our coaching. By the way, we're running a special for you guys. Check it out right now. And for those of you that are watching on Spotify, you can go to the description box of this video and you'll find a link to our three months coaching. Thank you very much. Uh, but we're going to go over this article 
And then for those of you that don't know, if you are on the app, we are having a live Q&A in private just for the people that are on our app uh, here at 10 o'clock, my wife and myself. And then if you join the app also today, starting on Monday, I am I am going to be going live with anybody that wants to join me for my suspension system training workouts Monday through Thursday. And depending on how it works, we might even add one in Friday. Um, but it is my it is my on season, basically, where I actually instead of just doing my daily activities, I actually increase to a higher intensity of higher intensity level. And I focus a little bit more on uh, pulling in like I am a fitness professional, so I have to like lean down a couple times a year. Not that I'm not decently lean right now. I'm probably about 185 pounds and pretty lean, but I'm going to get, you know, do the whole fitness thing. You know, the cool thing about doing it this year is I'm on Ember, No Morbidity and uh, Product 2, along with uh, Nectar and Hydroglyph and Immortal. Like I, I'm just, I'm not hungry and I've, I'm in incredible health. My sleep is very, very good. And I'm just literally, my hunger is just turned off and I'm going to be able to get pretty lean this year pretty easily, I think. So um, we are going to talk about this article. I cannot get over this. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm almost like a little beside myself with it. But we're going to go over it. This is the, uh, <laughs> this is the Huffington Post. What a rag. Like, like, what a, like, just it's not, it, it, we shouldn't call it news by any stretch of the imagination. We could just get there. Like people are like, oh, I heard it on the news. No, you didn't. You heard it on the propaganda. <laughs> you heard it on the propaganda. You didn't hear on the news. You heard it on propaganda because that's all this is. This article is ridiculous. And again, Mark is doing a, is doing a video of this. I do highly, uh, highly, highly, highly suggest you check him out. Uh, follow Tiger Fitness. Follow Mark and everything he does. Um, and uh, we are going to be getting together in April in Nashville, and we might have a get together. In that. We might do a, a like meet and greet get together at his new gym because his new gym's opening up uh, in April. And he's speaking. He, Mark is speaking at the Mises uh, conference for um, uh, libertarians. Now, I'm not a libertarian, but I, I tend to lean more mentally towards them. But I'm an independent. I'm a constitutionalist. Uh, but anyway, he's doing an article. He's doing a video on this. You should definitely watch it. Um, and you should definitely definitely follow his like. He's, I should do a whole video about it, but he gets such a Mark. Mark is one of the most important people in fitness, if not like, if if not. <laughs> oh well, Mises. Yeah, he's gonna speak. He's speaking to Mises. Mark, he's like, I'm so proud to call him my friend. Me and him have been through the ringer, but he's little besides Crystal and my son. He is my best friend, and I'm super proud to say that. Like. Good guy. Anyway, we're going to go over this article. And first off, by the way, before anything, I would like to point out that this was posted two days ago at 7-11 in the morning on Twitter. Okay? Two days ago. 48 hours. It has five retweets, one quote retweet, which I'm betting, uh, oh, well, she's going to have a bad day. Um, and 19 likes, and it's been bookmarked three times. This is the Huffington Post's actual group. These people have 11.1 million followers. 11.1 million followers somehow generated in two days 
five retweets, one quote tweet, and 19 likes, and only 33,000 views. I'm going to argue that they paid for a lot of followers to look like, I'm going to say that they bought their following list. Uh, Anti-fat bias is good, especially the part that, that the bias that acknowledges there's a healthier way to eat. Yes, even Slimming World refers to food items as sins. Whatever. Okay, so we're going to go to this article. And I just, I, part of it was I just wanted to show the, how insane it is to even begin to think. Um, Florida passes new law for, uh, for ho hoping homeowners. Don't know about that one, but certainly know about the, about that I'm going to be able to carry anywhere I want without, without a, without a, li a carry license in Florida. I love Florida, the free state of Florida. I know people are trying to trash DeSantis right now, but I can't speak highly enough about the person that kept me free. People are like, you locked down too. No, we did not. We had a safer at home order, uh, which means like they said, hey, could you possibly like social distance? But I've been going to full bars, restaurants, concerts, live packed venues since late April of 2020, watching everybody else in the world like scramble to hide from a cold. You guys were fucking pathetic. We watched from Florida from the bar. Like, with you know, frozen hurricanes, laughing at you motherfuckers, for real. Um, multiple times, and I'm not even joking. Like, op openly laughing at people. Like, we would be at we would be at a tiki bar, and you could see like the people from out of town coming with their masks on, and they're like looking around, like, oh my god, are we safe? Oh my god, are we safe? And then like a drink later, they're like, you know, kissing and hugging on everybody and shit like that. It's funny. Anyway, uh, let's talk about this. This is from the rag uh, propaganda bullshit engine known as. Uh, the Huffington Post, Miss Jillian Wilson. Let's check her out. Jillian Wilson is the wellness reporter for at Huffington. Wow, I wonder what her qualifications are to be a wellness reporter. Um, uh, she started her career at Visit Philadelphia, where she wrote about things to do and see in the Philadelphia region. Oh, so she's super qualified to be a wellness reporter. Um, since then, she has covered lifestyle beats like wellness, fitness, health, tourism, and food, all this, all with a strong service, uh, service journalism angle. She is not a journalist; she's a propaganda bitch. I mean, it's just, it truly is. She is a graduate of Temple University. Oh, well, there, she's totally qualified to tell you what you're allowed to say and not allowed to say, because she graduated from Temple. Oh, and I'm not even saying Temple's a bad university, but what makes it so? This woman, like, why are we? Why would you public? Like, why would you publish this article? from this very serious bias slant. This is not journalism. You can call, you don't need, just don't call it journalism because she's not a journalist at all, at all, at all. It's sadness. Anyway, we're going to go back to the article. My God, I'm just so over it. Just so over these fucking crazy people. Let's see. As a general rule, phrases that offend groups... I'm so sick of hearing people talk about how, how they're offended. Um, if you're offended, I do not fucking care. Um, if I offend you, I really don't care. If I offend you, sounds like a you problem. Maybe you shouldn't watch me. You know, If I offend you by truth, maybe you should not watch me and accept the truth because it's just ridiculous. But I love how she's setting up out like, it offends me. I don't care. Stop caring if you offend people. Stop it. Stop it. 
if somebody offends you, just don't look at that person no more. Just I mean, just stop it, right? But if you're not impacting anybody else physically or financially or anything like that, fucking don't give a shit if you're offending people. Words are not a problem. Words are your right to speak. You have a right to say the things that are in your brain. You have a right to say them. Stop policing speech. You have a right to say what you think. You are a human being. You are born with the right of freedom of speech. I don't give a fuck what society says. If it's true, say that shit. Even if it's not true, if it's your opinion, say that shit. If I don't like it, guess what I'll do? Not listen. And if I'm offended by it, that's not your problem. It's my problem. I, I mean that. However, and then people are going to be like, oh, but you talk about fat people every day. Yes, because that financially and you know, on a liberty standpoint affects me. One, I have empathy. Therefore, I'm going to try to help fat people not hurt themselves on a daily basis, gluttoning themselves to ill health. Even if they don't want me to. I got a newsflash for you. Most people that go into a drug rehab facility don't like the counselors at first. They don't like telling they don't, they don't like the people telling them that they're not supposed to be shooting heroin in their arm. Just like fat people don't like the people that are telling them not to eat sugar all do, goddamn day. I don't being liked was not in the job description when I took on what I do for a living. I'm just going to be super honest. Like to actually do what we do at uh, at our at our coaching and with no more like I the job description wasn't everybody's going to like you. And nowhere in the job description did it say that for me. And I knew this walking in. So I'm going to say what I need to say to try to help people and therefore not, uh, you know, watch people glutton themselves to death. But also at the same time, I'm going to try to get everybody healthy because we need to make America healthy again if we ever want to actually be free. Because right now, America is slaves to the pharmaceutical industry and slaves to the food industries. Bet. And if you think I'm wrong, if you think I'm over-exaggerating, close your eyes and imagine the flow of diabetes medications, cardiovascular disease medications, and all these other things that are helping people function on a daily basis or even keeping people alive on a daily basis. Close your eyes and imagining that being gone for a month. Like pharma just saying, you know what? Um, you guys are not listening to what we say. We're not going to produce these drugs for a month. And imagine what would happen in our state, in our physical state right now. And then imagine the government saying, well, we need to give the pharmaceutical industry anything they want because too many people would die without these medications. Like, don't set yourself up to be able to be strong-armed or blackmailed, America. And that's what we're doing. Anyway. And they're using total whack nuts, total loon bags, people that don't have it. Like, like propaganda is literally what they're doing. So words that bring that bring down folks in certain demographics have evolved into things that are just not okay to say, even as a joke. Fuck you. I will joke about whatever the fuck I want. You fucking weak, sloppy, fucking stupid ass person. Even as a joke. Fuck you. Who the fuck do you think you are to tell me what the fucking say? But that doesn't seem to apply as much to, to fat shaming. Many people still use phrases without realizing, or worse, without caring. Oh, no! They didn't care if they're offensive. Oh, no! Oh, no, you didn't care. You made the criminal offense of not caring. What? Well, no, that's not a criminal offense. Fuck off. 
According to Tigris Osborne, we'll take a look at Tigris here in a second. The board chair of the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance. Our, uh, our associations with eating and body types can be traced back to historical ideas about racism and white purity. It's always got to be about racism, bitches. That's right, because everybody knows that being 300 pounds is unhealthy for you. So instead of us like encouraging people to say, hey, maybe you shouldn't fucking glutton yourself constantly all fucking day long, consuming way more calories than you burn to keep yourself so motherfucking fat, um, we're going to say racism. Fucking weak, 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 weak ass fucking people. Every time you got to, every time you got to, so like if anti-fat bias was a real thing, you wouldn't have to associate it with racism. You wouldn't have to steal the plight of actual people that were discriminated against. You are not discriminated against if you're obese. You are privileged. We, we cater to you. We literally cater to you. We make it so you have enough food to fucking glutton yourself so you can afford enough food to fucking glutton yourself to societal burden. To societal burden. Like, okay, let, let's, let's take a look at this. For real. Do you think any of these people have health problems? Do you think any of these people, do you think these people access the healthcare system more than I do? Because I'm going to guarantee fucking tea they do. Guarantee fucking tea. I get a, like, I get a yearly. My doctor, every time I get a yearly, my doctor's like, holy fuck, you're healthy. What are you doing? Every fucking time. But you're telling me these people don't, these people don't burden the healthcare system predominantly higher? Like, this is the National Association to Advance Fat People. How about the National Association to advance you not being a burden on fucking society? This is Tigress Osborne. Tigress looks like she goes three to 400 pounds. Uh, Tigress joins the NF joined the NAAFA Board of Directors in 2015, became the Director of Community Outreach in 2017. Um, she is the founder, and Community Outreach is obviously online because they're not walking door to door. That's for fucking sure. Uh, she is the founder of Full Figured Entertainment um in oakland california and co-founder with activist blogger uh nicolette desheen parkhurst of red street girl of fixed fat force we're going to check them out too in phoenix arizona her professional background as a youth advocate diversity educator and equity and inclusion consultant informs the fat liberation activism she has been engaged in since 2008 this is who the huffington post is fucking quoting. In an American sense, in in an American sense, especially white Christian purity and what it means to be a good woman has to do with controlling yourself, controlling your appetites, controlling your body. No, it's not controlling. It's taking responsibility. Like it is taking responsibility for yourself, taking responsibility for your appetites and taking responsibility for your body. So you don't disproportionately burden the rest of us like you do in a very, very, very incredibly privileged fashion. It is so privileged to be a gluttonous person in America. You are so privileged to then sit back and complain about society not wanting you to burden them extra 
is just privilege upon privilege upon privilege. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. Like in many, many, many ways. And self-control was a way to divert, to differentiate oneself from others, particularly black and indigenous people. It's amazing how we're going to like make these fucking. If you have to connect it to another real social problem, such as racism, which is not as big of a problem as people think it is, just truly not. Uh, but if you have to, in fact, couple it with other people's plight, you know you don't got shit. Your melanin level is not your choice unless you tan, which I'm going to get some sun today, so I'll probably be darker this week. Uh, but if your melanin level, you know, that, that, that is not your choice. You being fat is about your daily choices. Like your skin color is no choice at all unless you tan, your fatness level is about your daily choices. So you're going to make a bunch of unhealthy, privileged, greedy, over-consuming choices every single day for decades that then puts you in a state of societal burden. And then you're going to complain that society is not treating you well enough. It's insulting. Like for real, like just so, just so people understand, here's what exactly what I'm saying. This person and anybody on this board, anybody on the fucking ridiculous, like, you know, sideshow attraction that is the NAAFA. You're privileged. You are privileged to be able to afford enough food and have access to enough food to then overconsume to the point where you, on a consistent daily basis, overconsume consistently on a daily basis to the point where it negatively affects your health, the health of the population, our healthcare system, our finances and shared healthcare expenditure, and the planet because you put more waste into the planet. You are privileged to then be in an organization to pretend that that is not privilege and that in fact you are somehow being mar marginalized because of your privilege is complete ridiculousness. You people are privileged as fuck. Privileged as fuck. It's disgusting to me how you're going to complain about the obese consequences of society not fitting in things, not you know, not being like needing a seatbelt uh, extender, clothing sizes, like to complain about how society accommodates you when you've already gluttoned yourself to societal burden does make you a horrible fucking person. If you're complaining about the consequences of your obesity and society not accommodating you enough after already being accommodated enough to in fact allow yourself to glutton yourself to a state of ill health and societal burden, you in fact are ridiculous. It is abject privilege to be fat in America. And it is disgusting, literally, like it is out of bounds in my brain to then complain about how society has not accommodated you enough. Society 
accommodated the fuck out of you for the last three years. And all of you have done is gotten fatter. We literally closed with obesity being used as an excuse. I personally don't think we should have closed at all. And the data supports me on that. But the fear mongers, such as the Huffington Post, such as the Huffington Post, used how we needed to protect everybody and some people have immunocompromisations. Yes, these people, these people, the people that are now complaining that we don't accommodate them enough after we accommodated them by destroying the economy, losing tens of thousands of small businesses, trashing kids' emotional and physical health, making almost all the population get fatter, destroying most of the fitness industry in uh, in in gyms, moving up to just big box things. It's like ridiculous to then complain after we fucked up the planet for you motherfuckers. And I'm not, everybody's like, well, other countries closed down too for other reasons. I don't give a fuck about those other countries. I'm saying that in America, we paused the motherfucking constitution to protect fat people and they thanked us by getting fatter and complaining that they're not accommodated enough. Fuck no. Lose fucking weight now. You deserve it. Like you actually deserve it. It's good for you to lose weight now. It is absolutely good for you as a person to not literally be round. If you if you do if you're a dude and stand up and look down and can't see your fucking dick when you're naked, lose fucking weight. Homer. I mean, what the fuck? Even if you're of a healthy weight and you can't look down and see your dick because your biggest your belly is so big, you are Homer Simpson. Lose fucking weight, fat ass. You're an embarrassment to men. If you are trying to lose weight, you're a fucking hero in my book. It's hard. I know this. But if you're going to be one of these people and try to pretend that we're not accommodating you enough, you're going to get both barrels. I mean, both barrels. I'll help anybody lose weight. But it is three years after a global pandemic of which America fucked up our rights. Americans gave up rights for everybody because once you set the precedence, it's all of us. But because we were so weak and so stupid and so scared, like that's the thing. If we weren't fat as fuck as a country, if we weren't unhealthy as fuck as a country, they would have been like, hey, there's a lot of immunocompromised people and elderly people that are in danger of this. And we would have been like, eh, we should protect them. Maybe they should isolate. But no, a huge, like an overwhelming majority of the population is overweight and sickly and on pharmaceutical medication. So everybody got scared as fuck. Admit it. You got scared. Do something about it. It's three years in. There's no more time for fucking kid gloves. And you motherfuckers have had enough sugar-coated shit. No shit. In an American sense, especially, blah, blah, blah. Um, we don't think often enough about how much all of our ideas about why fat is so bad because and so gross because it's fat and gross because it's bad and gross are related to these really racist and eugenic ideas about what bodies should be and what behavior about food should be like. This woman has absolutely no fucking qualification to be talking about this whatsoever. Not. In addition, I, by the way, if you're watching, young lady, come on my channel live. I will make you look like a fucking idiot. You know it. That's why you won't. But you're, you should come on. I, I mean, Huffington Post, I get way more traction like fucking way more fucking traction on all of my social media than you do. So bring her on my channel and let me make her look like a fucking idiot. Unless you, do, you unless you think that she doesn't have valid points and she can't actually you know, speak to her points 
live, because I'll, I'll debate anybody live on why we should not be fat. Anybody, live, anybody. I've beaten doctors live in debates already. Like, let's do this shit. In addition to this history, these offensive phrases, they're not offensive. If you find them offensive, they're offensive for you. They're not offensive. I don't find them offensive, so therefore they're not offensive to me in my world. Are deeply rooted in pervasive diet culture. They're say, it's like every single fat acceptance buzzword uh, that has plagued society for decades. They plagued society for decades by asking you not to eat ho-hos. Uh, the idea that thin is ideal and healthy is uh, and healthy is everywhere from the TV we view to the social media posts we see. That's because it's healthier than being a fat ass almost 100% of the time. Yes, you can be of a healthy weight and not be healthy, as we discussed for the dudes that are of a healthy weight and can't see their penises just a couple seconds ago. However, I will say that that is a much more minority portion of the population uh, than those that are gluttoning themselves to obesity because we've got to be over 50 close to 60% obesity, and I would bet we're about 90% overweight in our country. The people that are actually fit, that are actually healthy, that have good heart, uh, that have, you know, like good you know, health markers such as waist, you know, circumference and body fat levels and resting heart rate and blood pressure and those sorts of things is a super, 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 super small minority. Like those of us that have good musculature to us, even as we age and not excess body fat and get good sleep and plenty of hydration, super teeny tiny, like less than 1% of people. Almost everybody else that's either at a healthy weight or below is probably still a fucking train wreck. Like we're at like 3% healthy in America. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Below the below experts share what these common anti-fat phrases are and how you can be a little, uh, little more mindful of your language or you can tell people to fuck off and say what the fuck you want to say so you're not lying to their face because if you're thinking it, you might as well say it because if you think it and you say something contrary to it or you water it down, you are in fact lying. Like that's the, like people get pissed at me. At least I'm not lying to you. Like I called you fat because you're fat. I didn't lie to you. Other people are like, oh, you're fine. No, you're not fine. You're fat. They lied to you. I told you the truth. You're upset with me and you're happy about them lying to you. You're super fucking weak, if that's the case. You've lost weight. You look great. Super compliment. Super compliment. Even if, I tell you this right now, if you were fat and got sick and then lost a bunch of weight, even if the way you did not, even if the way you lost weight was in an unhealthy fashion, which you should try to lose weight in a healthy fashion. I'm a big lifestyle advocate. You can get my coaching. Uh, at this link below, right here. By the way, to those of you in the chat, I'm not looking at the chat until I, until I do Q&A here shortly. Um, but this is a compliment, because even if you lost weight in an unhealthy fashion, they're telling you that you look healthier than you were when you were fat, because you look healthier than when you were fat, because when you're fat, you're unhealthy 100% of the time. When you're morbidly obese, you're unhealthy 100% of the time. I can prove it in multiple different factors, but if you think gravity doesn't exist, I got, we, we're not going to be debating. Anyway, you lost weight. You look great is an automatic response that a lot of us give, but it also implies the person didn't look great before because they didn't because they were obese. We are genetically hardwired to try to find healthy mates. They did not look good. They looked like sickness. They looked like death. We know this because they're obese. Obesity, morbid obesity looks like death 
because it's the person slowly dying, eating themselves to death. It actually looks like slow suicide is what morbid obesity is because you are slowly killing yourself with food. You are committing suicide via food just very slowly. Reality exists. Says Christine Bryan, an eating disorder dietitian and the owner of Ruby Oak Nutrition in Raleigh, North Carolina, and they look better just because they're smaller, so that's problematic. Nope, it's true. It's 100% true. If you're morbidly obese and you lose weight, you are going to look better, no matter what, because you look healthier. Even if you don't have the ass you want, abs, anything like that, even if you've got a ton of loose skin, even if there's just like a lot hanging loose skin, I would argue that you should talk to somebody to make sure that it's healthy. If it's healthy and you're not getting skin infections, just accept that shit. That's what you should accept and move on with your happy, healthier life. Because you are a fucking hero. You fucked yourself up by getting super morbidly obese to the point where you have a ton of extra skin, but then you saved your own fucking life and you did you did things for the betterment of yourself, your family, your friends, and society and the planet by losing weight. You should be proud of that shit and you should rock that shit because loose skin is the sign of a fucking hero in the 2020s, motherfuckers. Having a ton of loose skin makes you a fucking hero in the 2020s because it means you were smart enough and you were brave enough and you were enough of a fucking patriot to take it upon yourself to try to make sure you you lessened your burden upon society and got healthier for yourself, for your family, for your country, for the fucking planet. These are all true things. I would debate Christine Bryan right fucking now because unless she can tell me gravity doesn't exist, she looks fucking crazy right now too. Bryan added that the first that at fir- at first you shouldn't comment on somebody on somebody's size. I'll comment on whatever the fuck I want. I should do whatever the fuck I want. I should say the words I fucking want to say because I have the right to fucking say them. You are not somebody to police what I can fucking say. It's just inappropriate to say someone uh, to say to someone without any context. Okay. I'll be inappropriate. I don't give a fuck what you think appropriate is. What the fuck are we going to do now? I'm still going to say shit. You're still going to be a fucking weak ass pansy and be offended. And I'm not going to give a fuck. This is where we're at. You can get other people to try to be mad because I said that shit. I'm still going to be this because I know I'm right. Because being fat is bad for you. As a person that was fucking morbidly obese, I can tell you this. As a person that studies this ad nauseum. Ad nauseum, studies read daily, multiple, many. Ad nauseum, I'm on this. Gravity exists. The size of your heart exists. Being fat is bad. Crazy fucking shit. There are all kinds of reasons people lose weight, and a lot of them aren't are bad. True. The person could have an acute illness. This is true. Could have an eating disorder. This is true. Could have, could be battling a serious illness that is causing weight loss and could be suffering from extreme anxiety that impacts their eating habits. If a person is morbidly obese, 100% of the time, the weight loss is healthy. 100% of the time. To a degree. Because you are, in fact, lessening the, le- lessening the pressure on your joints, your back. Your heart is going to fucking thank you because it does not have to pump blood to multiple times the fucking people it was supposed to. That's the fucking truth. It's just absolutely the fucking truth. 
It's so ridiculous. They could be battling acute illness. They absolutely could be. And if they lose weight from that acute illness, I hope they get better and then not regain the fucking weight. Uh, they have an eating disorder. I hope they get help for that. I really fucking do. But if they were morbidly obese, they already have an eating disorder because they're morbidly obese. You are not 100 pounds overweight without disordered eating. It is this ridiculous societal fucking blip. If you are morbidly obese, accept the fact that you eat in a disordered fashion for your health. You already have an eating disorder. I, it amazes me that as a society, we cannot see this. You are eating to the point where you are putting yourself into ill health societal burden and not changing it. That is disordered eating. If you consistently eat more and more and more and more and more of something and it causes more and more and more health problems, that sounds like a drug to me that you have a hard time getting away from. If you are eating so much, then then you start losing mobility and you start you know, not feeling well and it affects your sleep and you develop sleep apnea and so many things and you continue to eat that way. How is that different than a drug where it, it, it is affecting your life, affecting your sleep, affecting your health, and you need more and more and more of it? You're addicted. If you are a morbidly obese person and you're getting fatter, admit to yourself, accept it yourself that you have a problem with overconsumption. That is your eating disorder. If you are fat as fuck, your eating disorder is overconsumption. People can try to pretend that uh, 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 asymptomatic anorexia is anything but a temporary thing, but one of the actual markers for asymptomatic anorexia is that the person is losing weight. They just happen to be at a morbidly obese weight still. They've lost weight and they're going to continue to lose weight because they have atypical anorexia. They've developed atypical anorexia, but eventually that will turn into anorexia unless it is actually stopped. But you definitely, definitely, definitely have problems with overconsumption if you've gotten yourself fat. If you've gotten yourself to 100 pounds overweight, you have an eating disorder. You, we should accept this. Society not wanting to talk about this is nothing more than society not wanting to accept the reality of it, but also it is mainstream media's and Huffington Post and everybody. It's their way of trying to get the ad revenue from pharma, from food, from everybody that wants you to overconsume. Get there faster. You people are stupid as fuck. It's crazy. Beyond this, many people who do not who do lose weight eventually gain it back. You're just kind of setting someone up to feel bad when that happens, which is likely. They should feel bad for regaining weight. You should you should be ashamed of it. You should be ashamed to be obese. And then you should use that as fuel to fix yourself. Shit, like for things that are bad for you, you should be ashamed for. You realize this. Back to the drug analogy, like an alcoholic should not be proudful, prideful of their drinking. They should be ashamed of it. The shame is one of the things that gets them to change. You realize this, right? Like the same premise, like don't shame fat people, which first of all, it's not shaming. Telling them to lose weight is not shaming. It's very good health advice. Just like telling an alcoholic, stop drinking. That's very good health advice. I don't give a fuck why they're drinking. I don't give a fuck that they may fall off the wagon and drink again. You should still give them that advice because it's very good health advice. Just like when you tell a morbidly obese person, hey, you're about 100 pounds overweight. You seriously should lose weight. You are very, like, you are hurting yourself. 
That is good advice. That is not shaming. That is the kindest thing likely anybody has said to that person instead of lying to their face. How can we not understand this in society? You should be ashamed of being morbidly obese. You should, and you are, because if you weren't, nobody could shame you for it. Like this whole article pretty much is an admission that people are ashamed for being fat because they're worried about the wording to make it so people don't have to actually accept the fact that they're ashamed about it. They're trying to compartmentalize their shame and pretend it's not real and it's not my fault and it's society. No, you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed to be fat and then do something about it. That makes you a hero. You should be, you should be super proud of extra skin from when you were fat. You should be very, very, very ashamed of being fat. See how that works? You're not going to be prideful about every fucking thing you do in your goddamn life. You're going to make mistakes. The fucking sadness is when you have an eating disorder that is causing you to overconsume and you try to make excuses for that. Because all I see is a vast sea of people that are addicted to food or have an eating disorder, gluttoning themselves of overconsumption, trying to make excuses for that addiction. They're trying to in any way tell everybody that they are wrong about that addiction. Have you ever dealt with an alcoholic or a drug addict when they get mad at you for trying to tell them to quit? Have you? I have many, 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 many times. I have dealt with that many, many, many times in my life with people, many times. And they always get very mad. I'm fine. You, who are you to judge me? Who are you to judge me? And then, and then, and then reality catches them. You're not fat, you're beautiful. This one I agree with because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But according to Ivy Felicia, a body image expert. Ivy Felicia is a body image expert. What makes her an expert at being a body image? Because frankly, this woman doesn't love herself. She just doesn't. She doesn't love herself. I refuse to believe it. Certified wellness coach and founder of Fat Women of Color in Washington, D.C., an all-time popular phrase is telling someone they're beautiful to console them when they say they're fat. But it ends up being, uh, being a backhanded compliment even when it's not meant to be that way. Too fucking bad. Too fucking bad. You're fat and you can be fat and beautiful, but you're fat. Um, and if, if words hurt you this bad, you're fucking weak and fat, super weak and fat. I'm having a cheat day. Well, for those of you that follow me, I'm not a big advocate on cheat days. Just occasionally eat something for pleasure. It's not a cheat day. I definitely don't think it should be a day. You shouldn't have to cheat on your lifestyle. You should like your lifestyle enough not to want to cheat on it. Just like you should, you should like your wife enough not to cheat on her. You should like your husband enough not to cheat on him. I know I said wife and husband. <gasps> oh my God, as if there's only two genders, like there is only two genders for real, by the way. There's only two. You're not non-binary. Non, you're, non you're confused. Um, fucking. Uh, I might as well piss off everybody today. I'm having a cheat day. Diet culture is everywhere. Ho-hos are everywhere. Soda pop is everywhere. Diet culture's in your fucking brain. That's all. Uh, it's hard to go on social media and not find an influencer touting a new green juice or diet pill 
Uh, it's hard to go to grocery stores without being bombarded by healthier, low-calorie, low-carb food options. One term that comes straight from diet culture is cheat day. It actually comes from bodybuilding, you dumb fucks. Uh, according to Osborne, a cheat day is the idea that there's a universally right way to eat and you can uh, and you can have a special day to be bad. I think it's horrible also. Just I'm saying I agree. Uh, it's applying moralistic language to eating. There is more moralistic language to eating, though. There is like too much, like you're eating too much, like because morally you're fucking up society by eating too much. So uh, I'm going to be bad and have a cookie. As long as you realize it's for pleasure, I'm going to agree with this one, too. So, at least you'll be skinny after being sick. I don't anybody that say I don't I, I just don't hear people saying that. But at least you'll be skinny after being sick. Like, at, look at the positives, because if you were fat and you've lost weight, try to keep the weight off you've lost. Try to use it as a reset. If you got sick because you're fat, if you got sick while fat, there's a huge chance it got exacerbated. Exasperated? Exacerbated because you're fat. Huge chance. Because being fat puts you in a state of chronic inflammation, factually, that lowers your immune system, factually, that and then makes like things like a cold more dangerous for you, factually. You know how I know this? Because reality exists and we proved it in a real life scenario in 2020 when we closed the world down for fat people and they just got fatter to thank us. You very fucking privileged ass people. That is obese privilege. Tegan Leacher. All super unhealthy people. Just super. Oh, Tegan doesn't look like she's that unhealthy. Uh, she's probably, she looks like she's a little overweight, not, not a lot overweight. Uh, Tegan Leacher, a member at large. <laughs> get to play on that large um with the national association to advance fat acceptance said this phrase uh she'll hear after someone has a flu or even covid <gasps> oh my god even after having covid which by the way is less deadly than the flu for most people you stupid fucks if you're not fat as fuck covid's less deadly than the flu factually factually you hear that youtube it's factual well it's not this this isn't staying up on youtube anyway it's gonna go on spotify um it's a problematic phrase for a multitude of re uh, reasons, Letcher noted, but ultimately those are illnesses that can have really severe effects on your well-being long-term. <clears throat> Neither of them are as, as dangerous as being fat for you long-term. The flu and the cold, you're going to have hundreds of flus likely, uh, or you'll have, you'll have dozens of flus and colds likely in your fucking life, especially if you're fat. Because again, immune system sucks because you fucking are glutton yourself every goddamn day with ultra processed, highly palatable foods that are also cause more inflammation that then fucking lower your immune system and more and then cause have you in a chronic state of inflammation, which is why it sounds like you're breathing soup most of the fucking time. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. They couldn't fuck like so. <laughs> at no point in time. At no point in time will being fat make your chances of the flu or COVID better. This is like a self-owned by these stupid fucks. Ridiculous. This is a thought pattern ingrained in our culture and feeling skinny after, uh, after a mild sickness is almost considered the upside of getting sick. 
which is hugely problematic. No one should have to suffer in any capacity to achieve made up societal standards of beauty. I don't give a fuck what you look like. I don't. Stop burdening the healthcare system. Stop increasing my insurance rates. Stop increasing our shared healthcare burden on the fucking system. Stop fucking making it so they can use public health as a weapon to fucking take away rights and freedoms. Fucking ridiculous. I feel fat. How often do you hear someone say they feel fat? Probably pretty pretty frequently, and it's not okay. It's perfectly okay to say you feel fat. I felt fat last night after I ate my second fucking piece of steak or my second burger. I uh, that I cooked it myself. No bun, by the way, but um, because I don't eat, I cook most of my food myself, so I can have cheeseburgers and shit. <laughs> uh, but what the fuck? Uh, it is perfectly okay for you to say you feel fat. It is perfectly okay for you to say you feel about any fucking thing. And if somebody takes offense to it, let them be fucking offended. Right? Let them be completely offended. If they're too weak to hear fucking words, they should close themselves up. I mean, for real. If you if you can't take somebody saying, I feel fat, as any, if you take that as an insult to you, one, you know you're fat and you are ashamed of it. Thank you for admitting it. Because somebody else saying something about how they fucking feel... You are not proud of yourself. If it affects you, if they say something that makes you feel that they're associating like fatness with being bad, it, you know that it's being bad. You're ashamed of it. That's why. None of this would be shaming if you weren't ashamed. You're ashamed. This is all instruction manual of how to not uh, you know, remind fat people that they, in fact, are ashamed of this shit. They are. You're not shaming them. You're reminding them that they're ashamed. Because if they weren't ashamed, you wouldn't. it wouldn't matter what the fuck you said. Body size is not a feeling. It certainly is. If I eat a lot and I feel bloated, I feel fat. It certainly is, Osborne said. Uh, so when, like, why do these people think that they can make these statements and it holds true? I disagree with you. What now? I think you're wrong. What now? What now? Like, why is society not doing this about everything? Like, I'm using demon pronouns. You, you're a fucking crazy person. No, you're not. I won't use them. I want to be called they, them. There's not two of you. I'm calling you by what you look like. I'm sorry, but like, if that offends you, that's a you problem. I'm calling you what you look like to me. I am being as respectful as I can based off of what I fucking see. You do better. You work on you. Okay. Oppositely, Osborne explained that when you say you feel thin, you're using thin to say that you're feeling good or better than other people because you're better. If you are, if you are thinner, you're you're better off than a fat person. It's true. <laughs> I, I mean, very true. You may not be healthy because being thin does not guarantee health, and I completely agree with that. But at least your knees aren't dying, and you're not trying to pump blood to twice the human being you're supposed to. Like your heart's better off normally, unless you're trashing your heart, unless you're a smoker or something like that. But say two people have this, like, like, like two twins, right? Two twins. One gluttons themselves, the fatness. The other one is better. The other twin's body, if they, it, if it's nothing but the food and activity, the other twin's body is better. Saying, right? Some bodies are better than others. And it's normally because how the owner treats it. Not all bodies are good bodies, and it's normally because of how the owner treats it. 
I mean, what the fuck? What should you do if you hear someone saying something fat shaming? Bring it. Um, these phrases are pervasive in our culture, so it's reasonable to think you will hear someone utter one soon. Uh, it's it is important to recognize that not everyone's not not everyone feels safe pushing back against this stuff. There is such a stigma against fatness in our culture because it's bad for you because you're societally burdening us because it was used as an excuse to close the fucking country down. It was used as an as an excuse to close the country down. I don't think that it should have been able to be used as a way to close the country down because if you have a problematic situation with a new fucking code, that should be for you to decide what your freedoms are. I should be able to do whatever fuck I want and so should anybody else. Everybody should take personal responsibility for their health completely and go do whatever the fuck you want to do. If there's a new flu out there that's dangerous for everybody, you can decide if the danger is worth you going to the store or not. You can decide that, right? But... You are a burden to society. It is bad. And there is not a stigma about it. It's the truth. Fat people are a burden. This is not a stigma. Fat people burden our society by use of resources, by use of health care, by health care expenditure, by making more waste and putting into the environment, by endangering us in, situ in emergency situations, because a predominantly high number of people in a building that needs to be evacuated endangers the rescue people at a higher rate because they're harder to fucking rescue because they're bigger than other people. They're bigger than what they were intended to be by nature because they, in a very privileged fashion, have gluttoned themselves to the point where if there was an emergency in a building and the top floor was filled with 50% fat people and 50% thin people, the thin people up there are at more danger because they have to take care of and or get around the fat people. And then the people that are rescuing the people from the top floor have a harder time because they have to res rescue people that are twice the size that they fucking should be. It is reality. It's not shaming. It's reality. If you think that that's not reality, I'm sorry, but it is not a stigma. It is reality that fat people are a burden upon our society. And it's a reality that three years ago, the powers that be in public health used the level of fatness in this country to rob people of their personal liberty. Anybody want to talk about that? Anybody want to debate about that? Because I'll do it on the public forum anywhere. I will go on nationwide television and state this because it happened. And there's, there's like video evidence of them saying it. So it is not stigma. You are a fucking burden and you should unfatten yourself. Additionally, it is not safe for everyone to push back. And she added that it is important to protect yourself mentally and physically in these situations. Go away then. Don't, don't, don't interact. You know, you are not, you are under no obligation to say anything if a fat shaming comment has been directed at you and you don't feel, feel it and you don't feel safe in a situation. It's a comment. It is words. You are not in danger. You are not in danger by anybody but yourself. They are words. If words hurt you, get off the fucking internet. You weak piece of shit. Stop trying to make it so everybody has to like watch their language around you and you work on you because you are a cowardly piece of shit that is, a, that is you know, thinks you're endangered by words. That is patheticness. Patheticness. If you think, <laughs> if you think 
I think if you're a thin person listening to a comment that is fat shaming, you are probably in a more safe position to say something about it. Yes, you should absolutely join and tell that fat person to lose weight for the good of society and themselves. Everybody should be encouraging every fat person that they see to lose weight in a healthy way. Everybody should be saying, hey, is there anything I can do to help you get to a healthier weight? Everybody. Everybody should be saying to their fat friends, how can we help you in a healthy way get to a healthier weight? Everybody should make America healthy again. We need to do this as we the people together, but we need these people to get out of their fucking fantasy land or shut the fuck up so we can get everybody that wants to get healthy, healthy. Because this is nothing but propaganda that is bad for people and keeps them in unhealthy states and encourages more people to eat themselves to unhealthy states. Uh, hey, that's an anti-fat comment. That's not cool. Anti-fat is actually very positive for our society right now. I just don't like the negative, like talk negatively about my body or other people's bodies. It's not negative to say you need to lose weight or that you're fat. It's a state of reality. It's not negative. You're the one that's putting negative on it. If I say you're fat and should lose weight because it's bad for your health, that's a real statement. It's not negative. It has no moral, uh, it has no moral connotation besides what you apply to it. It's factual. So therefore, the morality is not, the facts are not moral. They're just facts. You are applying morality to it. I notice I feel a lot better when I don't criticize my body or other people's bodies. You fucking, so you feel a lot better when you're delusional or what, or when you're like being politically correct and lying to people's faces. Good, good. You liar. You're a fucking liar. That's, that's what that is. Uh, I don't talk that talk about bodies that way. You're then you then you fucking lie. You're a fucking liar. Like this is a guideline to, to systematically lie to people. That's all this is. It's propaganda. All right. So I'm going to do some Q&A and then I got to run because here in a half an hour, Crystal and I are doing a live with our group. And by the way, if you want to join the group and join that live. Boom. You can join the uncensored group right here. Uh, by the way, no morbidity on sale. Tiger Fitness, Ambrosia Collective, Vitamin Shop, many more places to come. We're fucking killing it. Tens of thousands of people. We have people losing 20 to 25% body mass in seven to eight months. That's that's way, way, way better than the weekly injectables with no side effects for $40 a month versus $1,400 a month. Try no morbidity today. It will help you adjust your lifestyles to a healthier one in a state of diminished hunger, increased stress relief, and it actually helps you. Uh, you know, your body go towards fat stores more than muscle while you're losing weight, unlike the weekly injectables, because we have a thing called thinogen in it, which has an effect of uncoupling the protein one NACE from fat tissue. So it goes to fat tissue, especially waist circumference fat tissue. Uh, oh, visceral obesity, different types of fat. There's white fat, black, brown fat, those sorts of things. Anyway, all right, let me see what I got going on here. The burden of uh, overweight on population is well established. Obesity is one of the leading factors contributing to the burden of non, yep, oh yeah, non-communicable diseases. It increases the risk of development of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, muscul musculoskeletal disorders, several types of cancers and depression. I've read this so many times, I can fucking, like almost like, uh, moreover, an estimated 2.8 million people die a year due to being overweight. That's right. And that's 2017. Imagine now after the great fattening of 2020. Crazy, right? Um, <clears throat> all right. Need a cheat day for delicious foods. Don't consider it a cheat day, though. Just consider it your, a planned meal of pleasure because it's not like you're, you're not cheating. Your body knows what you're fucking taking in. I always say this. Your body knows what you're taking in. It's not cheating. So 
the idea behind it is, is like, I, like, I know I'm going to have something for pleasure probably today. I'll probably have an alcoholic beverage or I will have French fries or I will have frozen yogurt or custard, something like that. Once a week, I have something just for pleasure, even while I'm, even while I'm dieting down a little bit more. And I diet down a little differently than other people because I don't change my food volume. I just change the content of my food necessarily. And you can find out how I do that at the hunger management, uh, at the hunger management uh, group meeting we're about to have here. And I'm going to hop off here because it's an hour. I'm going to answer a few more things and we're going to go with it. But here you go. Please do follow me. Alan Roberts Uncensored Podcast, by the way. Um, give me one second. Please do follow me at the Alan Roberts Uncensored Podcast. This live will go up there. You will not be able to rewatch this live on YouTube because I'm avoiding strikes. I'll say it right now. Uh, and uh, it'll be on Spotify. We're going to put all the lives on Spotify. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be taking all the old lives off of here soon and then putting a video like, hey, you could go to this, to, to Spotify and watch it. Because Spotify is just letting me say what I want. This is also being broadcast live on Rumble. If you want to follow me on Rumble, um, it's Alan Roberts. And let's see. Let's let's go through uh, Erica K. People are more willing to take a drug with serious side effects rather than just consistently eat a bit less and get that uh, completely, completely. But the Fifi's exactly Nashville, Sharita. Hey, we're going to be in Nashville. We're probably having a meet and greet in Nashville uh, sometime in, in April, like April 21st, maybe. I don't know. I got to talk to Mark today about it, but we'll, uh, I'll be putting that out there and we will anybody like. It amazes me. People are like, oh, oh, you wouldn't say shit to people's face. Like, I fucking announce where I'm going to be all the time. Show the fuck up and find the fuck out. I mean, what the fuck? Uh, anyway, <clears throat> I am gonna, I'm going to hop off. I've got to get ready for this live. I hope all of you have a very, very good day. I don't think I'll be live later on today, but I will be live tomorrow. So let me know. Talk to you soon. Have a nice day.